or maybe you take it a much bigger step further and you actually reach out to us and have the conversation about getting support in trying to have these conversations and trying to reach your goals and not push them off so that you're not sitting here three months from now listening to a podcast three months from now and kind of kicking yourself for saying oh i really wish i would have done this thing or being able to put yourself in a position like Sam was describing at the beginning of this conversation and saying, I've come so far compared to what my behavior would have been last summer, right? I want anybody who listens to this and anybody who does this exercise to try to fast forward to that mindset six months from now, a year from now, again, whatever kind of timeline you want to put on it. But that's really how we show growth. And that's actually how we show that you're fundamentally changing as a person. I've said this on a couple check-ins to people this week. I know it's definitely come up for a few of you that are on this call live right now. And just reminding you that this stuff is hard because I am asking a lot more of you than for you to just lose some weight. Can everybody agree on that, right? Like if you were here to just simply lose some weight, I honestly don't know that I would love working with you because there's a lot more that comes to the table when this all comes together and you start to see these changes and you start to see what's actually different in your life. Let's link up with Krista on The Fix. She's a wellness coach with a focus on mental well-being and physical strength. Hello, hello, Fix listeners. Welcome back to our latest episode of the Fix podcast. I am your host, Krista Huber, and I've got a really fun episode for all of you today. Slightly different format, but I did promise a couple of weeks ago, if you caught my last solo episode from two weeks back, we are going to start bringing some more client faces and getting some more testimonials and real world, in real life experiences of exactly what our clients are getting inside of the fitness fix program. So we're literally pulling back the curtain. And for this episode, I actually recorded one of our weekly group coaching calls. So every single week, all of our one-to-one fitness fix clients hop on a zoom Tuesday nights at seven o'clock and we pick a topic to discuss. Usually our coaching staff comes together. We kind of check on different themes, challenges, reoccurring challenges that a lot of our clients are facing. And we just kind of brainstorm and kind of talk back and forth and really facilitate a community and environment for these women to be able to connect with each other and not feel alone. You'll actually hear that towards the end of this conversation about how being inside of this group and just kind of having a network to troubleshoot things with, get ideas from when it comes to recipes and different meals and workouts and all that sort of stuff has been really, really impactful in seeing results in truly changing someone's life and changing someone's lifestyle and changing the way they think about health. Now, the reason why I wanted to turn this into a podcast episode is because if you haven't checked your calendar, it is August. If you are listening to this episode on the exact day that it drops, it's August 3rd, but it's crazy. We have had more months and more time pass in 2023 than we have left. Let that sink in for a second, because that's a big deal. Cause this is a turning point, And you'll hear me mention this inside of this group call. This is a turning point for a lot of people. If you're out here and you've been listening to these podcast episodes and you have said to yourself week after week, I need to make a change. I don't know how else to point out to you that you are the one stopping you other than to just come out and say it. 
but I'm also here to help you. And I'm going to help you by encouraging you to do the exercise that we actually walk our clients through inside of this meeting. There are four questions just to kind of help you reflect on where you want to take the rest of this year. There are four questions for you to answer. So you can pull up the notes app on your phone, maybe grab a notebook while you're listening to this. Or if you want to keep it super simple, head over to the show notes and I have a worksheet, a digital PDF for you that you can actually use to be able to complete this activity on your own and get you to just kind of get those wheels turning and start thinking about what you can do to change the narrative for yourself and start to make real lasting impactful change to your health and wellness for the rest of the year. So with that, let's open it up for today's episode. But so basically it's August 1st. And I wanted to use this conversation tonight with everybody to just kind of revisit a meeting that we actually had a couple of weeks ago when Kara was last here. So it was a little bit of a full circle moment since Kara's back with us. And during that call, we had talked about really how to communicate with your coach when it comes to shifting your goals and how to identify moments of, hey, it is time for me to potentially shift my goals, change my approach, redefine what success looks like in terms of my health, or even in terms of being inside of the fitness fix program, whatever you want to accomplish for the next three months, six months, whatever kind of timeline that is. I want to use this conversation to actually take that a step further and push you to be like a little bit more tangible with exactly what you need to do and what that looks like for you. Like, how do you actually define this in the context of your life? And I think for a couple of you, Justin kind of talking about coming out of a calorie deficit and coming out of that focus phase and shifting back into maintenance, or actually you're all at different points, which is great. So we have two people there one of our Amandas is in the fuel phase. So really kind of focusing on like maximizing food quality as we increase our calories and thinking about relationship to alcohol, going out to eat and all that sort of stuff. And then we have our other Amanda who is in moving into a calorie deficit, but like looking at this time as kind of like a reset of working on those habits, we can kind of attack this from every different angle that we have inside of the program or like every different like pain point that you might hit as you're pivoting or transitioning in your journey. So with that in mind, I am going to share my screen because like I said, I have like a little prompt for you guys. It's actually three questions that I want everybody to take a look at. And I want you to start to think big picture. So can everybody see my screen? Might take a sec. It looked a little slow. Is it good now? Yes. Okay. Awesome. So I have these questions here and now I know at least two of you were a part of the fitness fix program at the time when I hosted an event a few months back, it was in December of 2022. It was right before the new year. We did it in person. I know that at least one of you was there um, for this. And I had you guys answer this question in preparation or this set of questions in preparation for 2023. So I think it's kind of cool if anybody does happen to have this paper anywhere at home, maybe dig it out or think back to what you told yourself you plan to accomplish at that time, because I think it'd be really interesting if you actually just kind of took a peek and was like, how did I track according to the goals that I set myself set for myself back in December? So if you happen to have the ability to do that, I think it'd be really fun. But if you don't, that's totally fine too, because as I said, It's the beginning of a new month, but we are more than halfway through this year. 
So you have gone through more of 2023 than you have left. That is an inflection point for a lot of people. That's an opportunity for a lot of people. I think for people out there who are not a part of the Fitness Fix program, this is kind of a turning point where you could say, I'm going to put this off for four more weeks and wait until the summer is quote unquote over, or I'm going to take some kind of action step right now today. That action step could be you taking notes and writing down these questions for yourself and actually thinking about like, what do I need to show up for myself in the next four weeks? Or maybe you take it a much bigger step further and you actually reach out to us and have the conversation about getting support in trying to have these conversations and trying to reach your goals and not push them off so that you're not sitting here three months from now, listening to a podcast three months from now and kind of kicking yourself for saying, oh, I really wish I would have done this thing. Or being able to put yourself in a position like Sam was describing at the beginning of this conversation and saying, I've come so far compared to what my behavior would have been last summer, right? I want anybody who listens to this and anybody who does this exercise to try to fast forward to that mindset six months from now, a year from now, again, whatever kind of timeline you want to put on it, but that's really how we show growth. And that's actually how we show that you're fundamentally changing as a person. I've said this on a couple check-ins to people this week. I know it's definitely come up for a few of you that are on this call live right now. And just reminding you that this stuff is hard because I am asking a lot more of you than for you to just lose some weight. Can everybody agree on that, right? Like if you were here to just simply lose some weight, I honestly don't know that I would love working with you because there's a lot more that comes to the table when this all comes together and you start to see these changes and you start to see what's actually different in your life. And so much of that has to do with your thought process. The fact that any of you can sit here and just kind of analyze, oh, I might want to change my relationship to alcohol. Oh, I need to recognize that if I'm going to increase my calories, specifically my carbohydrate content, I should really do it in a thoughtful way. That means I'm not adding like a bunch of French fries just because I could, not that there's anything wrong with French fries, but could we add something like broccoli, string beans, brown rice, potatoes, because those food items are going to make us feel really good. And the more I see your check-ins and we had such a great week of check-ins this week. I actually mentioned that to Sam when I was going through everybody's check-ins yesterday. I think our call from last week and everyone just kind of seeing what does it take? What is the coach's expectations to shift you into that phase where we do prioritize weight loss and fat loss, it just kind of lit a fire for a few people to really recognize like, Hey, I know I need to commit to being the best version of myself. I can't keep kicking the can down the road. So let me prove to myself just in the next seven days, like use a window that is that short to say, what can I do to really fully commit to this process and not just kind of be like, Oh, well, I could like sort of kind of hit my macros. Like maybe the examples I was giving with my own charts, right? Because I was technically still hitting my macros on a lot of days in those pictures that I showed you guys, but then not really tracking because I know that if I don't track, I'm still most likely going to easily hit 150 grams of protein. Cause I've been doing it for long enough, but then kind of honestly using it as an excuse to say, Hey, I, I don't really need to worry about this right the second. Cause I'm not necessarily like ready for a calorie deficit or 
I'm not allowing myself to be frustrated. So it's fine if I just kind of do this like a little bit. And it's totally cool to go through periods in your life where you're like that, especially when you're not frustrated, right? If you can sit there and say, hey, I'm okay with this. Like I'm okay with maintaining the status quo, then awesome. Because it demonstrates to you what you have to do, the attitude you have to have, the steps you're taking on a regular basis to be able to maintain however you currently feel, look, believe yourself to be. Whatever you're doing right now, you always have to come back to that. It's like, okay, if I'm okay with exactly where I'm at right now today, I could continue to operate exactly as I have been for the last week, the last month, or however long prior to that. But again, if you're inside of this program, you want more for yourself, you want better for yourself, and you really want to change on that fundamental level. So one of the ways that we can really kind of like pulse check that is taking some time to stop and actually ask ourselves these sorts of questions. That's one of the great things about our benchmark calls and meeting with you guys on a monthly basis. I think sometimes we can get a little bit caught up in every single week. Like, oh, I have to check this box. I'm checking off this for my biofeedback. I need to make sure I hit my steps. How's my digestion? How's my water intake? Oh, I could work on that. Did I hit my protein? And it becomes like a little bit of a hamster wheel that you're on. And we don't always carve out those moments to be able to say, hey, Let's think big picture for a few minutes. Let's zoom out and come up with a game plan for our next 30 days or 60 or 90 and beyond. I've had a lot of conversations in the last two weeks where we've used those calls to map out the rest of the year so that everyone knows by the fall where they're going to be. But more importantly, by like Thanksgiving and Christmas, we all are in a position where we know we're not looking to be in a calorie deficit because who wants to be that way when there's cookies on the table and maybe even more alcohol that time of year, if you're having work and holiday parties and family events and all that sort of stuff too. But if we think about it now, you have so much more control and so much more power to be able to control how you show up in that situation and to be able to actually feel like a different person and truly be a different person by the time you get to that holiday point and then compare yourself to that previous season. So I think that's great. And with that said, here are the things that I want you guys to think about. So we have these four questions here. And what I want to do is I'm going to give you guys like a couple seconds, maybe like 30 seconds or so just to kind of sit with these questions. And this is where I want to open it up a little bit more for conversation and just kind of hear some answers from people. And I'm happy to share mine too. If you're not super clear on exactly what I'm looking for, I want you guys to kind of envision in answering these questions. So the first one, kind of take inventory of the last six months, seven months of the year, or think about going forward. You can do both for any of these questions. The first one is really the most important because it's going to influence the rest. And that's this, what does healthy look like in your life? Be descriptive about what your ideal version of health is. So when you think of the word healthy, what are some things that pop into your mind? And by things, I mean, what are those action steps that we talk about so much? Because we want tangible here, right? Like you could say, oh, healthy is like eating healthy, but what does that actually even mean? I want to get a little bit deeper with that and really define that for you personally. So maybe let's go back to our alcohol example. For somebody who said they want to change their relationship to alcohol, instead of just saying, hey, I want to work on this or, hey, I'm not sure how I feel about this. How can you reword that to be more specific for me to describe what does the role of alcohol play in your life in terms of you balancing being healthy and maybe still enjoying a few drinks? 
Any thoughts? I actually found mine from January. Oh, you did? Awesome. Yeah. So I was just kind of looking at it and of what has like stayed the same and what has changed. I know it's a little bit different than the alcohol thing you were just talking That's about. Fine. Go for it. But um, I just had written, I'll like read what I wrote for the first question. Okay. Um, healthy looks like to me working out in a way that makes me feel good, lifting weights, CrossFit, going for walks almost every day, taking rest when I need it and not feeling guilty about it, eating in a way that makes me feel good and energized and healthy, allowing myself to go out on date nights or brunch with friends allowing myself to fit in alcohol in moderation, planning my food around social events, enjoying food of all kinds, no matter if it's a weekday or weekend, no longer binging on food. That was a really big issue for me. Um, everything in moderation and most importantly, being help, happy with myself, my body and my life as a whole. So it's just like funny to look back on that because that's like so long, like what I desired. And I feel like I've achieved like that, like fully, like just from even talking about my glows, like before we started this conversation of like enjoying my summer and being able to go out with friends and have drinks and knowing that I can, like, it doesn't have to be resetting every single Monday, like everything can fit. And I'm showing up for myself in the best way that I can. Um, working out, like I've shifted my goals a little bit from CrossFit to kind of focusing more on like a personalized for me you know, showing up in the gym, lifting weights, enjoying like hitting PRs and really kind of taking a little bit of a mindset shift in terms of the scale and just being really, really happy with myself and kind of where I am right now. So I'm, I'm so excited kind of for what is left for the rest of the year and how far I've come. That's awesome, Sam. And you were super specific, right? Like you listed six different things that you could be working on. And I think what's really, really important to highlight about everything you said is, and correct me if I'm wrong, and if we even need to list them again, we can, you didn't actually change your values or the things that you wanted to prioritize doing. The thing that pops to mind for me and just kind of recapping that is like being able to go out to eat with your friends, go on date nights, enjoy brunches and things like that. What did you set up as your expectation for how you could still do that? You said that you would plan around those things, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. Planning around I and everything in moderation, you know, like that was my biggest issue it would be like, I would restrict so heavily through the week or even not eat that day because I was like, oh, I'm going mm -hmm. out. And now it's like, it's just such a mindset shift and learning how to eat correctly, learning that I can still get pasta if I go out and I want it. But like I eat pasta now all the time during the week. So I don't have to get it when I'm at the restaurant. Mm. I don't need to drink a bottle of wine. I can enjoy a glass or two and be okay. And just like kind of all of those mindset shifts I'm no longer restricting myself from, it's it's just made my life like a full like 180. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, literally this past week, we could technically say that you ate out like every day, right? I know you were preparing some things probably at your beach house, but it's not exactly the same as being in your own apartment. Yeah, like my grandma cooking food, like other people making food for me used to stress me out so much because I felt like if I wasn't 100% perfect, that was like something I struggled with in the beginning when working with you, that I was going to like screw up and it wasn't worth it. And I might as well just kind of go off the rails and learning that it's okay if like we're estimating, especially with the phase that I'm in right now. Like my focus is maintenance. It's not about losing weight right now. It's learning how to balance my life and how to kind of fit that in 
with being okay with maybe I'm not losing weight right now, but I'm able to maintain where I'm at. I'm able to actually get stronger. I'm able to put muscle on my body. And it's just been, it's been really like freeing this summer. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and I have made that such a focus probably to the point where some of you guys are tired of hearing about it. And it's only because I found myself not having that flexibility when I first learned how to track my macros and don't get me wrong. Like I achieved results that I loved, but at the same time, they were truly by no means sustainable because I got to a point where I didn't want to go out to eat and do certain things, or I would go out to eat, but I just remember going home for holidays and things. I would have a food scale. Like I kept a food scale at my parents' house and I would be cool with like, for certain meals, like I was making my own breakfast. But again, if it was something else that somebody prepared like a holiday meal where it was dinner or that sort of example, I would be there kind of weighing my food. And one of my brothers would, usually my older brother, and he knows this, he would always make a comment like, oh, why do you need to do that? Like, shouldn't you just know how to do that now? And you know what? He's like kind of making fun of me, but there was a part of it that was also correct, but it always just bothered me so much or anybody saying like, oh, like let's wait for you to decide what to order or what restaurant to go to so that you can look at your MyFitnessPal and you can track it first. And you get to a point where you can just let those things roll off your back. Like now I really don't care. I was actually just having this conversation with my dad the other day and I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks and he's lost like 12 pounds and all he's done is track his food. That's it. He hasn't done anything besides that. And I immediately noticed when I first saw him, I'm like, you look like you lost some weight. He's like, yeah, you're going to need to do a transformation story for me, which is awesome because again, we went from joking about it, but he's not tracking like to the nth degree. He's still enjoying his glasses of wine. He's still going out to eat with my mom and they're going out to dinner multiple nights a week. And it's not this like imprisoning feeling, if that makes sense, where you feel so restricted by a lot of your choices. So I think that's awesome. And I think a lot of times people are convinced. And the reason why people won't start programs is because they believe they're going to have to create this 180 to their life and the things that they enjoy the most, not actually fit the diet or their approach or however they're eating, not even to use the word diet, but however they're eating to actually fit within the lifestyle they already have. 100%. I think sometimes people think tracking itself is like this daunting, tedious thing that like puts you in a box and you can't eat what you want, but it almost does the complete opposite. Like you track what you want first for that day and then plan the rest of your day around that. And that's been the biggest game changer, I think, for a lot of us in the group. Yeah, totally. Anybody else have anything to add on that same topic or even just defining what healthy looks like in your life? Um, yes, I wanted to piggyback off that and then define what the healthy is, but go for it. I mean, I came from a coach in the past, uh, Krista, you know about that. And I felt like I could not go out to eat and I couldn't eat the foods that I wanted. Um, it was very, you can't do this or you're not going to lose weight type mentality. Um, so coming to this program and knowing that, I can eat the French fries. I can eat some of the foods that people label as bad. Um, it really is a mindset change too. Um, like you can't go out to eat just because there's options that work at restaurants, right? Like when you go to a restaurant, they don't only have chocolate cake and blooming onions on the menu. Um, so there's, which those aren't bad, but then of course you're going to have to limit the rest of the food you eat during the day if you want it to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just, you know, a mindset shift, 
But for me, going back to, you know, what does healthy look like? Um, probably the biggest thing would be limiting the alcohol intake, right? Because alcohol ultimately brings out the unhealthy me. Um, you can, I can balance it, but when I cross that line, I go back to the unhealthy me again. So I don't show up at the gym. I binge eat. I feel like crap. Um, and then I'm limiting the food that I want to eat too. If I'm like, oh, well, I want to have those five drinks today, then I'm going to starve for the rest of the day. And Mm -hmm. that is not unhealthy. I mean, that is not healthy. That is unhealthy. So for me to be healthy, it's going to really have to be limiting the alcohol and really understanding that relationship that I have. Um, so that I can show up at the gym that I'm not going to binge eat. Um, and then I'm going to feel my best the next day. Yeah. And I love what you mentioned of just like having it being a catalyst, right. And having a domino effect. And it's like, nobody's willpower is above being tipsy. I mean, come on. (laughs) If it is, is, I really respect you, but that'll never be me. And I try to be as transparent as possible with everything I do. But we had this conversation and a couple weekends ago, I went out, it was a friend's birthday. I had several more drinks than I usually do, but I wanted to for this birthday. And then one o'clock in the morning, pizza sounded way better right in that situation. And like to a degree, could it have fit my macros? Barely given the number of drinks I had, but I'm in a higher calorie range that I could have sort of gotten away with it. Right. But it's like, how did you feel the next day? How did that then impact? Did you choose not to go to the gym? Were you really dehydrated? Everything else that comes with that. Yeah. And I think that's actually a really good segue into the second question though, because it's asking how do you show up for the rest of the year? However you define being healthy, however you define the goals that you're setting for yourself, how does this version of you show up for the rest of the year? But let's break that down into daily, weekly, monthly. That can be things like the example that was just shared of making a commitment to go to the gym and then going to the gym and actually pushing yourself with the weight that you're using and, and trying to set goals for yourself where you all were sharing, you know, your glows before we started recording this of saying things like I'm starting to hit PRs in the gym. I'm lifting heavier. I'm feeling stronger. That's how you show up. If you want to show up as a stronger version of yourself, you got to make those deposits every single day, every single week. That's grabbing the heavier weight. That's actually just even getting to the gym in the first place. So that could be one way that we show up. What are some other ways that you could show up for the rest of the year if you're making this commitment, however you define health? I think the check-ins are very important for me to reset and to um, make sure I can, if I'm off track, just reset and get back on track and and check-ins just, they, they just, they always rein you in. <laughs> yeah, the accountability, right? Yeah. That's the whole reason I have a coach too. I get that question a lot. And I'm always kind of surprised when people ask me like, why do you have a coach? I'm like, why do you, it's literally for the same exact reasons. And maybe it's not always to get the knowledge because that's something that I do have the luxury, or I would say the investment myself of having, but that doesn't mean I'm always putting into practice again. Like I still have the same challenges and the same pitfalls that you all face. And it's even just sometimes to get a different perspective too, or to work with a coach that has a passion about a subject area inside of health and wellness, because it is so broad that 
maybe there's something that they know a lot more about than I do that I haven't even considered looking at and kind of pulling as a lever in my own check-in. But yeah, to keep you accountable, like the accountability piece is huge. I always appreciate when I get a message of somebody being like, I'm sorry, I'm going to get my check-in to you. Or, hey, like I just wrote you a novel. A few of you like to tell me that I love the novel. I'm like, let me read it because this is how we can actually make a lot of change. I, I had somebody fill out a check-in this week and I was super excited because it was their first check-in. They were, it was like their first transition over to filling out the form. And I should have like taken a screenshot to show everyone how to go the extra mile of being so precise with tracking their workouts down to like the exact number of miles that they walked like to the 0.75 or 0.25 like every single day so I was like all right you 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 know you understood the assignment here with how we want you to fill it out and everything so completing your check-ins is another big one what to kind of like piggyback off of that like making those check-ins like personal like I know with Krista, like we talked about how like my sleep is like awful and it's been like something I've been like struggling with. So how we can kind of personalize those check-ins. And I think right now I have about like two or three like specific tasks to help me with my sleep is awesome. Um, and to even kind of go back to like number one, like I started the program, what, in like October. So the mm -hmm. first time I filled out this form and I tried to find it and I couldn't find it. But I know that I answered number one, it had everything to do with like the scale and me losing weight. Like I didn't really have like that mindset yet, but it's funny looking back on this, like I would add like, again, the importance of my sleep and how I want to do better in that. I've been drinking so much more water, like around Christmas, I got a Stanley and now I drink like 120 ounces of water a day and it's awesome. And like, you know, the December me that filled this form out two months into the program would have never been thinking about my sleep and my energy levels and how much water I'm drinking and just like the trickle effect that it's had, like, you know, the positivity it's had toward everything else. So making those pretty like personalized helps with the accountability as well. Yeah. Again, another lever that you can pull. And because we actually take the time to complete our check-ins, carve out this time to ultimately, I think like the way to like tie a pretty bow on that is to just talk about actually being both mindful and present, right? Like if you sit down and you take a check-in seriously and you're being thoughtful about what you're writing, it's there to force you to reflect on that past week. But like to get you to be really honest, I've done podcast episodes about this in the past. I'm going to have to dig up what episode it was. It wasn't too long ago, but just the idea that a lot of times frustration usually comes for people because there's a total disconnect between your reality and what you think you're doing. And when you complete your check-in form, it slaps you right in the face sometimes, right? Like to say, oh, wait a second. Like, what am I actually doing here? Here's the data. This information doesn't lie. And, and if I'm not doing the check-in, it's like, all right, well, there's a big gap right here that we can identify in a different way to kind of show up. But you're right looking at things like sleep, looking at hydration, those are all just different areas that we can focus on that maybe in the past you weren't paying attention to. And that's not necessarily any fault of your own, but what's really cool is now you have this like whole opportunity and looking at it as a way to say, Hey, there's lots of different ways I can define my health, but even more importantly, now you've been able to learn the benefit that paying attention to sleep, paying attention to water, paying attention to steps has on changes to your physique that doesn't just have to do with the food you're putting into your body and the number you're seeing on the scale and what you're doing in the gym. Because I think 99.9% .9 of people spend most of their time just focus on gym food. 
And as I think all of you can attest to, there's a whole lot more to it. Sometimes stuff that's like easier too, in my opinion, like it's easier to a degree, like it is a lot easier in theory. Maybe you don't do it, but it is a lot easier in theory to just put your phone down 20 minutes earlier than it is to get yourself into the gym. Right. Back. But people don't pay attention to that stuff. Being agrees. Um, cool. Okay. Next one. This one is usually the one that people need a little more context on. So I'm happy to give it, but I want to kind of hear what you guys have to say on it. What does this version of you have? So the version that you're divining for yourself for the rest of the year, what do you possess? What do you have? Think like what types of relationships do you have? Even think bigger than just what we've been talking about with like your physical health. Think about mental health. Maybe even think about professionally. Like, is there something that you want out of your job that you currently don't have that you want to go after? Think about maybe it's that you have better boundaries. I think that's a big one for a lot of our clients, just in terms of being able to stick to routine. So what does this version of you have? What do you possess? I had written, which is funny, um, I said support and guidance from a great coach, love from the best boyfriend, who's now my fiance, which is love it. (laughs) Um, Loyalty from awesome friends, a positive work environment with um, supportive coworkers. And it's just like, I think, like you said, the whole picture of having a support system, because a lot of the times it's about just doing the boring work and the boring work is hard at times. You know, you need those people that are going to align with your goals. Like the friends that aren't going to be peer pressuring you to go out and drink the work environment. That's not going to be causing your stress so high. The maybe partner who is going to help you if you're sick and tired of meal prepping and will prep for you, you know, like all of that. And a coach that's most importantly going to hold you accountable. Surrounding yourself with your tribe that can help you reach those goals, I think is a really big part of it to know that you're not alone in doing all of this because it does take a lot of hard work. Absolutely. And I think the, the, you know, environment and relationships one is something that people really overlook. You all know that in the last two months, like I've had changes to my work environment and I didn't realize until being pulled out of that situation, how much more stress I was putting on myself by trying to balance all of those things. And in a lot of ways, like running the fitness fix is very stressful, but it's just given me so much more time that I've then been able to really balance out, not always feeling like, okay, this has to get done. This has to get done. This has to get done to the point where I feel like I've shown up so much better for all of you because I've been able to very consistently make time for myself just to go to the gym. And like saying that's a non-negotiable thing that I'm going to hit first thing in the morning. And I know on the days I don't do it, it automatically affects me for the rest of my day. And being able to say that I have that flexibility, like for me, if I was answering this question, I would say, what is this version of you have? It would totally be flexibility. And that is such an empowering thing because again, it's like that domino effect we were talking about before with alcohol, but I'm flipping it into a positive. The flexibility affords me to be able to create the schedule that I want where I can go to the gym first thing and then feel good for the rest of my day. And it just be, there's a byproduct to that. It it impacts so many other things as well. What else do you guys feel like you have or possess in this version of you? For me, um, it's knowledge. Um, I go to you a lot, Krista, 
if we're, you know, changing my macros or just any questions, I'm always like, why, why are we doing this? Why this, why that? And I'm, and I always say, I hope I'm not annoying you, Um, but knowledge is power, right? Mm -hmm. And knowing why I'm doing certain things um, really helps me show up. And it also goes into um, confidence. That's what the other, that's what this version of me also has. Um, And back to what Sam said too, like being able to have those relationships where you can say, hey, I'm not drinking and it not be a problem or, hey, I'm not going to eat that. And nobody's judging you. Um, So that's what that version of me would have. I love it. I love the confidence one. That's great. That's awesome. And obviously I like the knowledge one too. Yeah. The knowledge one's like allowing you to one day do this on your own, right? Like if you don't ask those questions, you're never going to be able to, if you're just doing it mindlessly, you're never learning. And you're always going to be kind of stuck in this cycle where like, we always say like, we hope you fire us one day or we hope Krista yeah. fire us. Right. Like that's like why you should be asking those questions. Yeah. And I think this actually turned into a question a couple of weeks ago of like, how do you know when you're ready to do this on your own? And that's actually like a whole conversation I want to have for all of you on one of our calls, you know, kind of like, how do you know when you're ready to transition to the next phase? There is a level of responsibility on your end for that too. And I might've mentioned this as an example, but I recently had a client that completely graduated the program and not only did she have the confidence and she had the knowledge, but she was also able to figure out how to take these tools, example being food tracking and manipulate them in a way that they still fit within her life, that she could do it for what she felt like forever and ever. And we just kind of slowly took the training wheels off. So if we're using food tracking as that example, what we did was about like six weeks before she was coming up on the end of her seven months with us, we said, okay, how are you feeling about where your progress is? She was really happy with it. And she was like, what would it look like if I would just like only tracked protein? And that's what we started with. And then she slowly but surely only tracked protein. And every week I would check back in and I'd be like, do you want to try to not track at all? And she'd actually say, no, she's like, I'm cool with just tracking protein. It's like so easy. And then I'll go back in at the end of the day and I might add everything else just to kind of spot check myself, but I could totally track protein for forever, at least for right now. Like that felt like a good forever plan for her. And I think that's awesome. And again, that's the knowledge and the confidence. And I've made this joke on other calls we've had and saying, I want you to be like a two-year-old. who's like, why, why, why are we doing this? Why? Cause we shouldn't just do it for no reason. There's actually a funny, um, reel that I want to do at some point. It's that it's like a repeated person saying like, why, why over and over again. So I feel like I might do something with that for a post because those are the best, those are the best situations to get the most out of the client and coach relationships. So that again, you can be empowered. Like we want you to feel empowered within the first month which is why that first phase is so focused on just getting as much information as possible. Not only saying, Hey, we're tracking our food, but here's the reason why we're doing this. Here's the reason why we're eating this much protein. This is the benefit to doing something like that. This is how it's then going to impact your workouts, et cetera. Awesome. All right. This brings us to the last one, which is the biggest one. And the reason or reasons that are going to keep you exactly where you are right now. And that is what is holding you back from this version of you? So I would say if you're listening to this, this is the question you want to take the most time on 
but also be the most honest with yourself because none of the shit above matters unless you answer this question. Because it's the stuff, right? That's getting in the way of this last question. What's holding you back? You got the knowledge, you got the power, you have the skills, you're, you got the support, right? Maybe you don't quite have the confidence yet, but what's holding you back from getting that confidence? Is it a mindset? Is it something you're doing on a regular basis? What is it? For me right now, I think just like my routine is so off. So I try my best to do everything that I can, like within what I can actually do and get done. But to me, it's like, I I think back of like last, you know, late winter, early spring when not like much is going on and like, Mm -hmm. It's so much easier to have that routine and do everything that you want to do and not really have to worry about these events and like who you're going to see and like are people going to make you feel weird about it, like whatever the case is. Um, so for me, I feel like what's holding me back is just those different events and like the lack of my like routine that I just think I just thrive off of a routine. Um, but again, like what was really nice about after my trip last weekend like when I went on the scale, like I was not disappointed. I was actually really proud. I went back and kind of like spot checked myself. I didn't track that day, but I went back and like added some things Mm -hmm. and kind of going back to what Amanda said, like knowledge, like I had the resources and the education to be like, okay, I'm going to make these food choices when I can. And then when I put it back in my fitness pal, I was actually shocked at how like I wasn't crazy off from my macros anyway. So like, that was like a really good kind of like exercise <laughs> yeah it's like a test but I don't so yeah exactly but I just feel like for me personally to answer that question it's just my my crazy summer routine is what's holding me back but I also think what's really great about the fact that you put yourself through that exercise or that test is you're actually showing yourself that nothing's really holding you back for as much as you like the routine and you crave the routine and yeah it makes it a heck of a lot easier the way that I would challenge you to step away from that experience or just in reflecting on the whole summer, like let's fast forward a month from now is Mm -hmm. showing yourself that, like you said, the scale didn't go up too much, or you at least maintained your weight, like, and shifting the mindset of saying that's still a win because a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, a different season, Mm -hmm. whenever that could have resulted in five pounds, seven pounds of weight gain, or just you feeling Mm -hmm. like you weren't really looking to make any sort of progress in maintaining your health. For sure. And like, I feel like a year ago, me would have like freaked out with all of that. Cause like Sam said, I think earlier, like if it wasn't done like to a T like perfectly, or if I didn't track something completely right, like I just felt like, oh, the whole thing was a wash. So like, even just like seeing that, like dial move like a little bit and me not freaking out about that. Like that was a big win (laughs) for me too. Huge. That's awesome. And I think, yeah, I think like there's nothing wrong with craving and liking routine, but what's even greater about that is you showed yourself that if you can do it when it is a little bit crazy, think about how much easier it is when you have the routine. Mm, Amen. Anything else holding you back? Oh, I was going to say guilt and stress. Mm, Guilt, big ones. Over time, go to the, I always feel like everyone else's time is more important than my time. Uh, everyone, we talked about this when I first signed up after the lift. Uh, why, why isn't money, spending money on myself just as important as spending money on them? <laughs> Sorry, sure. but 
driving me. <laughs> um, so I, I always call it my good old Catholic guilt. <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> and then um, the stress of work, the stress of my son with ADHD, the stress of just my own uh, health issues and yeah. also being turning 51 in nine days. <laughs> oh yeah, we um, say this month. A lot of stress. Yeah, there is. And again, it's like that um, vicious cycle, right? Yeah. Like that whole, like, what's like the chicken yeah. or the egg with like the alcohol example we brought up earlier. It's like, okay, we know we have a lot of these stressors, but if you don't take the time to prioritize yourself, and especially if you don't take the time to prioritize yourself because you're feeling guilty about it, it's like, it's going to keep, you're going to keep like chasing your tail. Yeah. I actually had written on here that nothing is holding me back. And that was back in December, January. And I truly feel like that. Like I wrote nothing as long as I continue my work with Krista, which I feel like it, it's so true. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm fully ready to like, let go of you yet. Like I, I want to keep learning and I want to keep continuing my work. So I feel like that's like all I can do for myself and when I do that, there's nothing holding me back from my goals. Yeah. I think there's a lot of magic in being able to get to that point of saying to yourself, there's truly nothing that's holding me back. Because I think a lot of times, all the other things we just mentioned, there are stories that we tell ourselves. And the one, even just about how you spend your money, that's such a big one. And I really appreciated how honest Amanda was about that with me. I'll never forget that conversation because she had said to me, she's like, I spend money on my kids' tennis and sports and all these different things. Like I'm still spending the money. Like what difference does it actually make? I would challenge that it makes a huge one because now you're pouring it back into you. But if you can justify doing that for other people, why can't you justify doing that for yourself? And if you can get to the point where you can say nothing is holding me back, I think like, let's take it one step further. Nothing is holding you back besides you the stories you tell yourself, like your lack of showing up, you know, whatever it is that's blocking you, it starts and stops with you. All the other things that we're describing are vehicles, like working with a coach and having these tools at your fingertips, being a part of the right community, having the support system. Those are just ways to make it better and maybe even help yourself get out of your own way a little bit. Yeah. Anybody have anything else to add? I think for me too, I kind of feel like I'm in that situation too. Like nothing's holding me back, but at the end of the day too, which I think is holding a lot of people back is this shit is hard, right? Like it is a lot of work every single day. Um, and it's not easy, but that's okay. Right? Like that's where the magic happens. You put in this work and then you see the results. Yeah, it's hard. It really is. It is. And we're not sugarcoating saying that it's easy. I wish it was easy. Like I really wish that it could be as simple as only paying attention to one or two things. I truly think that I think we can make it easier on ourselves if we get really, really good at one or two things. I think sometimes for a lot of us, and I know I speak for myself when I say this, because we know there's so many different areas we can attack, the different levers that we can pull, sometimes we get distracted or sometimes we start grasping at straws a little bit and get too into the 
weeds because we're just looking to optimize everything at once because we really want the best for ourselves. So it's finding that delicate balance between the two, but always acknowledging that, yes, it is hard. And I think it just, there's no other way to say it than like, it sucks because we don't live in a society that wants us to be healthy. And if you haven't realized that by now, like that's something that you have to, you just have to recognize. Like if we go down the whole conversation of like big pharma, big food, all these different things, like it, the foods that we feel like are labeled as bad versus good, there's a reason why they were designed in a way that makes you want to take multiple bites of them, not just one that makes you want to eat way past the serving size, put you in situations where you're binging. Then you have social media come into the mix, the comparison trap, just constantly having your attention pulled in so many different ways. The expectations that we put on ourselves, especially as women between work and families and relationships and all of that, like none of that is set up in a way that's going to make it easy for you to be healthy, but that doesn't take away from the fact Fact that it is your responsibility to find what's going to work for you. And I feel like with all those things, making it so hard and like, we, like Amanda said, this isn't easy. Like we're really lucky that this program, we have a community with inside of it where we can bounce ideas off of each other, that we're there to support each other. We can go to each other when we're struggling and just make it that much easier than if you were on your own doing this. Absolutely. I love these calls every week. Like I get so fired up for the rest of the week after this. I usually need like a couple hours after our call to decompress because it gives me a lot of great ideas and just seeing, especially coming off of doing everybody's check-ins in the couple days before, and then things kind of coming together and then seeing the impact this conversation has on, on check-ins the next week. It's awesome. So I appreciate all of you for being here to make that happen.